0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Two queries already in, which I which we can do nothing about. One is people are saying you just heard there the big announcement for the St. Patrick's Day Festival in Dublin, and someone Someone got onto the website saying, I'm sick, sore and tired of standing in the rain along the route with three kids. And I see they have grandstands along the way. Do you pay into them? Well, I looked up their website for this person and the Parnell Square grandstand that's sold out. The West, I don't know how they're sold out so far in advance. Westmoreland Street, sold out. Christchurch, sold out. St. Patrick's Cathedral, sold out. The only place you can get a seat is um, in O'Connell Street. And it says, these seats offer the best view of the parade to see the arrival and welcoming ceremony of President Michael Lee Higgins and his wife Sabina, as well as our international guest of honour and other distinguished guests to take their seats to watch the parade. Price for the seat, if you have four, four people, it will cost you €1,000. The price for the tickets and the grandstand are the stand, the only stand remaining in the St. Patrick's Day Festival to sit in O'Connell Street to sit, I presume you're in out of the rain a bit as well. But the prices are two fifty per ticket. Two. There's nothing we can do about that. And also for the people who went on to us all weekend and did over the last few weeks, looking and asking about this new hip hop drink, which has been doing the rounds, as you know, Prime. Uh, young people are going mad for it. Uh, do we know where to get it? No. And have we much interest in finding out where to get it? I suppose we have. Um, and then what can you do about retailers charging up to 15 quid? 15 quid for this small bottle of this. I, pr- I presume it's just a different version of Red Bull. The drinks, prime drinks come in hydration energy bottle varieties, hydration sticks with a range of flavours and cues nice for blue raspberry, metamoon, tropical punch, lemon lime, grape and orange. Well, there's no point in grape and to us because uh, I, I presume nobody is. And if someone wants to charge 15 quid a bottle and they're getting 15 quid a bottle, well, then what's not to... What's not to like or not to do about it? Because just go into Temple Bar and they can charge whatever they want um, for a pint of Guinness. Uh, Tom Fleming, much more important issues. Tom, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. You've you've hit on something. Well, what what happened, Tom? Well, I was struck down with uh, kidney failure okay. um, a year ago, okay. and um, uh, I've been on dialysis since the fifth of May of. 2022 Mm -hmm. and um, everything is going well actually apart from the fact that when I tried to uh, to go to Ireland uh, back home uh, and get uh, dialysis at home I was told no chance why not I have no idea Uh, I asked in Galway I asked in Mayo I asked in Dublin and um, they've just they've, the answer they told me they just cater for their own uh, Irish citizens. Are you an Irish citizen? Well, I thought I was. Well, yes. Do you carry an Irish passport? I do indeed. Well, yes. Then, well, then you're an Irish citizen. Of course I am. Yes. And you emigrated to Manchester like so many in the sixties. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, and I've enjoyed a perfect health up till a okay. year ago. And when did when did you realise, as to use your own phrase, Tom, that you were struck down? 
by uh, kidney, kidney uh, disease? I, start, I started getting a pain in my side and okay. eventually went to the doctor and uh, the results of the blood test showed that I had only an 8% kidney function. Wow. And uh, wow. it all started from there, yes. And how often are you on dialysis, Tom? Pardon? How often are you on dialysis? Uh, three days a week, four hours wow. each time. So yes. if you were to come, if you were to come back and live in Ireland, which you want to do, you'd have to you'd have to get some arrangement with the various dialysis units, uh, the one near where you want to live. Um, but you're told don't even bother coming home. Well, more or less, uh, I was told I wouldn't be able to get dialysis, and that was it. And have you inquired about paying for dialysis? I have, and uh, I I was told I could get dialysis by paying five hundred pound per session plus £250 for a blood test. And mm. I agreed to that. And then I, I, I questioned the NHS in Manchester and they said they would be prepared to pay. So when I went back to the private hospital that offered me dialysis in Dublin, mm. uh, they more or less said, sorry, we have no vacancy now. But you got the NHS to agree to pay yes. 500 is a seven fifty per session, including the blood test. No, five hundred per session plus a one off two fifty. And is a blood test every week? No, that I think okay. would be a one off blood test. But if you're doing for the three, period, I'd be there. Okay, but for the three sessions a week, you'd be 500 paying five hundred euros. Yeah, each per, session. Each session, so that's fifteen hundred quid a week. That's correct. Yes. Plus that two fifty, so that's over a hundred grand a year. Yes, if I was to, if I was to have it every week, but uh, I would only be able to have it whilst on holiday, if I could even get it. But you wouldn't. And what did the NHS say? They said they would pay for it while you're on if you're on holidays. They didn't confirm they would pay for it, but they said they would look into it okay. and uh, more or less agreed to pay for it. But that wasn't totally confirmed. And then you told the hospital here, actually, the NHS will pay for it. Yes. And, they and then I was told there was no vacancy. And have you tried other hospitals? I've tried Galway, I've tried Mayo, and uh, none of them will accommodate me. There are 14 uh, dialysis units in Ireland. And, yeah, and well, nine. There's, there's some in... Uh, Places that I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wasn't bothered about going to. But uh, the west of Ireland, uh, of course, I would love to be able to go back home, yes. So have you been home on holidays since you uh, experienced almost total kidney failure? No, no, I haven't, no. Because we've covered it before and we have managed various. There's 14 hospital-based dialysis units and nine HSE contracted satellite units. And invariably, it's not just for Irish people coming home, but for Americans or Spanish people coming here. They've contacted us before, say I'm coming for three weeks in August and I'm going to Wexford or whatever. And uh, when we put that out, we invariably got a dialysis unit which would come in. I remember quite recently we got a dialysis unit and they phoned in almost immediately and say, we will gladly facilitate that that patient uh, free gratis. But that's only right. for a holiday period of three weeks. You're looking to, to live back here. Well, uh, eventually, but not at the moment. I want to uh, just uh, visit it on holiday. 
And you can't even get a holiday? No. Well, the, the okay. units that I tried, no. Well, you have to. Bl- well, then, do you not have to blame something that happened three years ago today? Brexit. Oh, well, and ten that's probably yes. Ten years that's ago, ten years <coughs> ago, uh, this weekend, this past weekend, is when David Cameron uh, first proposed a, a referendum, all in or all out. The, I understand the all that, Joe, but. Uh, there's, there's, um, uh, you're not. You're not. You're, all non-EU residents are liable for the cost of the dialysis treatment. You're a non-EU yes. EU resident. Is not the, the only citizens but, ordinarily resident. I think all commitments were were supposed to be honoured for two years after uh, Brexit. Especially yeah, but, in the in the yeah, but Brexit uh, Brexit happened three years ago. Well, three years ago, yes. All, all, all only citizens, ordinarily resident the EU, I'm reading from HSE statement here, are entitled to dialysis free of charge under the European health legislation. All non-EU residents are liable for the cost of the dialysis treatment. Wow. That's, a, that's an unintended consequence of, or we were unaware of that, consequence of Brexit, isn't it? It is, but uh, it other sounds, than Dublin... Uh, all other places that I've tried, uh, they wouldn't cater for you whether you had money or not. What they say? Well, they, they say... They um, just said, sorry, we don't, we don't have the, the facilities to cater for other than Irish residents. It's important to stress, HSE say, that because the number of people on dialysis in Ireland is at an all-time high, there is a reduced capacity for offering even holiday dialysis. Have you tried Northern Ireland? Where, where would you Where would you propose to stay? Because you'd, you'd be very limited. That well, three I, times I, a week. I want to uh, get dialysis within a forty mile uh, radius of where I would be staying. Yeah, and where do you hope to stay? West of Ireland, Galway, okay, Mayo. So, so there's no point in me saying to you, look up Belfast or Enniskillen because they are NHS, Derry. Um, no, they they would uh, the they wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be interested in in those areas. No, yeah, but that's that means you're still technically, as you know, you're still legally within the United Kingdom uh, of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Um, so there's no way around it. Like, it, it, but is it is it? Well, let me ask well, you a question, Tom. Do you think it's petty? for the Irish health service to say, oh, hang on a minute, you're an Irish citizen, but you're not living in an EU country, so bye-bye. Well, I think it is petty, because uh, uh, if, 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 if an Irish person comes to the UK, mm-hmm. I, uh, up to now, I have never uh, uh, witnessed or heard of anyone, anybody being refused uh, medical treatment. Yeah, and how do you manage dialysis at the minute, Tom? Where do you, is it close to where you're living? And it's pretty close to where okay. I live. Um, and uh, how much your routine on on one of the three days that you go there? Well, uh, once uh, you, we, I go there at half past six in the morning. Okay, and uh, I'll be I'll be hooked up to the machine at around quarter to eight, eight o'clock. And then finished at around twelve, and uh, the way I feel after the dialysis, I'm totally washed out for that day. 
it it does take a lot out of you, know. you know. And mm-hmm. then I'm fine again the next day. So, yeah. but still, and then you're back in the next day. And then I'm back in again the next day. Yes. And the prospect of of a kidney transplant. I'm on the list, okay. uh, and uh, all my all uh, health wise, other than the the uh, kidney failure, I'm fine, and I'm on the. Uh, transplant but uh, my age probably is against me but who knows well why, well why is your age against you why do you do you think that or you know that well I've more or less been told that because you're born as you tell me here in 1945 just after the end of the second world war um, and so so that makes you in your 70s that's so still uh, young 77 yes that's still young well in my opinion some of our great broadcasters are still working or were in the paper that, this past weekend and they're in that age group I'm thinking of Pat Kenny and he looks yeah. about he's he's as young as he, he looks like something out of Westlife at this stage he's so young looking yeah. um, no but I'm saying it is it is in your 70s now is not is not you're not you're not queuing up outside Massey's Undertaker to get a booking Oh, absolutely yeah, not. Right, no. okay. Now, that is not to detract from the... Is there any way, is there any... Would, at your age, uh, have they raised the option of a family donor or a relative? Now, I know in the UK, unfortunately, they don't do it here. I know in the UK, they do allow strangers to p- put their name down if they wish to join, to, to give a kidney. We had one of the, one person on recently, she was from Dublin and she wanted to give a kidney as a humanitarian gesture and she couldn't do it here because she wasn't a relative of anybody in distress, but she could do it. She did it in Belfast. Um, is, there any, is there anyone you know, Tom? Or is uh, that, or yes, is, is, my son has offered to give me a kidney. Okay. And he's a perfect match. Okay. Uh, but uh, as yet, I am reluctant to accept. Okay. Uh, and maybe why, in the future. And why do you say that, Tom? Only, only if you feel, well, com- only if you feel comfortable as- answering the question. He's got a full life in front of him, and yeah. if anything happened to his other kidney, and there's nothing to suggest that the kidney would work. Okay. Uh, I've been, I've been, I've uh, had uh, experience of other people that uh, received kidneys from their uh, uh, yeah. mother, father, brothers, and sisters. And they, they didn't work after five, six hours. Some do, some don't. I th- and I, to be I, honest with I you, I Joe, I wouldn't, to, okay. at, at this moment, I don't think I'd like the, the responsibility of taking a kidney from my, one of my kids in, on, uh, unless I was really desperate, you know. Yeah, and what has your son said? Oh, he's willing to give me Is his he, kidney. Wow. The first okay. thing he suggested. But I thought the success rate, especially among about, especially among blood relations, who are a match. I know you have to be a match. The oh, success yes. rate yeah. in uh, in kidney transplants, I thought, was fantastic. The success rate after a transplant with a deceased donor kidney is ninety six percent one year, and eighty percent after five years. That is some success rate. I know that's. Uh, we're, we're relying on people to carry uh, donor cards, um, but like the success rate is is quite high. I'm, yes, are, I'm are, sure it is. Yeah. But you seem to but, be you seem to be 
Um, uh, what, what I'm thinking of is the person that gives me the kidney. Yeah, I see that. I see your weighing. That's weighing on you. Yes, and that is weighing on me. And uh, as of yet, uh, I'm prepared at the, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to, to go through dialysis. It's, it's no big deal. Uh, the fact is that when I'd like to visit Ireland, I'd like mm. to be able to get dialysis. Mm-hmm. And I'm prepared to pay as well. All right, okay. And you're prepared to pay over a thousand, well over a thousand euro a week. Well, yes, of course I am, because okay. uh, it, it would give me a two-week, uh, more or less a two-week, uh, I could work it so that I could have at least two weeks in Ireland. Do you understand? Yeah. If I had three sessions. Wow. So you are, you are very, and, and rightly so, you are very anxious to come back and visit. Where's oh, the I, never in Ireland. I always go two, three times a year. Yeah. Since, since I first left. Well, there's another listener suggesting, can can your guest get dialysis treatment in Northern Ireland? Remember, Newry now is only an hour and a half from Dublin, Tom. Yes. But I uh, know you want to be you want to be around Glenamaddy and Galway, yeah? <laughs> well, not, not uh, necessarily Glenamaddy, but in Galway, okay. Mayo, maybe down south, Cork, anywhere around the mm. west or southwest, which I love. Okay, Rachel Prandeville is in Galway. Rachel, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? I'm actually based in Dublin, but we have oh. a dialysis clinic um, in Galway. Who's we? Who's sorry, we sorry. Uh, sorry, B Braun. They're a medical device company. Okay, and where's your dialysis clinic in in Galway? Is it one of the it's s- Parkmore Road? Okay, it's one of the satellite places, isn't it? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And what are you what are you thinking, Rachel? Well, we'd like to talk to them offline maybe and see if yeah. we're able to... Uh, we've got a twilight shift uh, in the evenings, which might help uh, matters. And what about cost? We'd have to talk about that one, yeah. I'd have to talk to a few people now to see what... Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't expect yeah. it. And have you... Rachel, is... It's, it's, um, is there... Since Brexit, is there reciprocal with the NHS, I wonder? I'm, I'm not 100% yeah. sure of the details, um, if I'm being honest with you. Um, and I wouldn't like to say yeah, if I wasn't 100% sure. Um, but I know that since COVID, there's been a lot of um, delay on, on opening back up. Uh, yes, yeah, holiday okay. dialysis and that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then and anyone waiting on a, on a transplant or anyone due a transplant, you have to be... It'll be cancelled at the last minute if there's COVID, isn't there, in either the donor or the recipient. Naturally, so, yeah. Yeah, naturally, exactly. of course, of course. Yeah. Well, Rachel, that's, that's, a, that's a very good start and a very generous start. How many, how many clinics do B. Braun Medical oper, uh, operate? We have three in Ireland at the moment. Wow. So, of course, Leash, Wexford and Galway. And how busy are you? Very busy. <laughs> wow. And uh, you, you s- stop saying that, Joe. In terms of, wow, it's well, it's well done, I should be saying. And you, what? tell me about this twilight session. So in Galway, we have an evening session. Um, okay. So, you know, he'd be able to go out and have a, a, a day trip and come back and do his dialysis afterwards and enjoy his time here. And you're saying uh, twilight is what, seven or eight o'clock in the evening? Exactly. Okay. Obviously, exactly. T- obviously, Tom, we're talking in pencil at the minute, but that's yeah. that's a little that opening. It, and with your, with your permission, Tom, we'll give your details and, and vice versa to Rachel outside the programme and you can have a chat. 
That Absolutely. would be great. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and did you know there was no, a there was a and are you is it a unit you're in, Rachel, or a, a hospital, or we have a, it's it's a satellite unit. Okay, so it's a building basically. It's not exactly. Okay, well done, well done. Um, okay, Tom. Well, well, the board is still going out there, and, and we're specifically interested in the west of Ireland. Which is why I rang in. Yeah, fair play, <laughs> Rachel. And Tom, you're saying if you can even get two weeks this year, would that help you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Well, let's see. Well, let's, let's see what we can do. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Stay, stay, stay with us, Rachel. Well, and I'm going to try and find out about this Brexiting because I was listening to BBC this morning and they were listing at last three years later, 10 years after Cameron uh, took a fit of the vapours and called a referendum. Um, and they were listing all the negatives from Brexit, which they seem to be totally unaware of when they all got on that NHS bus driven by Boris Johnson and drove themselves over the cliff. Back after this break. <laughs> Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Tom Fleming has contacted us, originally from Glenamady in County Galway, as he said, born... Uh, at the end of the emergency, as we euphemistically called it, the Second World War, 1945. Unfortunately, he, he was struck down, his own words, with totally ki- kid- total kidney f- f- failure um, uh, very recently, just over a year ago. He now has to go on dialysis three days a week, per week for four hours. His son has offered, it's a perfect match, his son has offered him a kidney, but you heard Tom so... You heard him wrestle himself in his conversation about, I worry about taking a kidney off my son, long life, etc., even though the success rate is, is um, good. He wants to come back to Ireland, now eventually to live, but since, uh, the e- since the UK left the EU, uh, a citizens ordinarily resident in the EU are entitled to dialysis free of charge under... European health legislation, but all non-EU residents are liable for the cost of dialysis treatment three times a week. At the moment, that's uh, over uh, 1,500 quid, 100 grand a year it would cost, um, to say the least. And um, he would be staying, hopefully, he's he's, uh, really, really trying to get even a couple of weeks. And a lot of dialysis units are... um, this, we're, we're now at uh, peak, the highest number of people on dialysis ever in Ireland, which on the one hand I'm sure is a good sign. Is a good sign. I know it sounds as if it isn't, but at least the dialysis units are there. There's now uh, 23 of them around the country. Trish Boyce is in Wexford. Trish. Hello, Trish. Hi, good afternoon, Mid- Joe. How are you? Good afternoon. Tell us your, your, your story, please. Well, Joe, I was actually on with yourself there back in May when you had that lady Michelle on. Okay. And I was, I suppose, in the early stages of just to about to start tests in Beaumont Hospital to be able okay. to donate to my dad. And we have since gone through that special journey together. And we had surgery on the 1st of December. And both dad and myself are doing absolutely oh, fantastic. Well done. Well done. So I suppose really to put Tom's mind at ease, first of all, I suppose just to I suppose say sorry that he has to go through all this yeah. trauma as regards dialysis. But, you know, the other side of it is if his son has offered, you know, to yeah. donate a kidney, have no fear. I mean, I've gone through this from my end to, to make mm-hmm. a decision and go through the testing and go through surgery. And to be honest, I'm in, in tip-top form ever since. 
as is my dad, you know. So I suppose more than anything to put Tom's mind at ease. I mean, if his son is willing to donate and, you know, while the surgery, yes, is fairly heavy. But I mean, once you're kind of over day two or three, it's into recovery mode, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the team in Beaumont and as uh, I suppose at any other hospital, you know, are, are such fantastic, fantastic people and they will carry it through. But um, no, it's really to put Tom's mind at ease. OK, and did you, did, Tom, did you, Trish, did you look up stats and facts and figures and read about the prospects and... Oh, I went through everything with a fine comb. But, I mean, I wouldn't have had to do that because, as I said, you know, the team in Beaumont really were so good in in explaining that to me. And I suppose right up until seconds, I suppose, before I was given the anaesthetic the morning of the surgery, you know, I was asked again, are you sure this is what you want to do? So they, they, they ask you that on a number of occasions leading up to surgery and, as I said, then the morning of. And certainly it was something. Wow. And I, to be honest with you, I didn't do it just because it was my dad. It's because, you know, my my body was in, in very healthy and my mind was healthy. Yeah. And I was just willing to do it. And, and thank God we, we've both come through it uh, really, really well. And you're, you're, if you can, Trish, do you want to give us a glimpse into your was your dad at any stage uh, mirroring what Tom is saying? I'm older than you. I are you sure you want to do this? No, not once. I mean, okay. the moment that I suppose the dad went on dialysis, um, you know, he was two and a half years on dialysis. But when he began dialysis, we then obviously knew that someday he'd have to have a kidney transplant. And yeah. um, dad will be seventy now um, in 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 May. But both myself and my brother put ourselves forward. And But when we said we wanted to do it, you know, it, maybe once he said, are okay. you sure about this? Yeah. But yeah. he knew then that and what, I, and what you did, know, had made my mind up. And what did you say to your dad when he said, are you sure about this? I said, I've never been sure about anything, but I, uh, that was the only the early stages because I hadn't even gone through any of the medical or psychological okay. tests. Um, you know, but and, and that, I suppose, was a, a, a bit of a more test for me. But, um, I mean, you know, I, I've said it in the past, I'll say it again. The 8th of July 2022 was the best day of my life, was when I got the phone call from Beaumont Hospital to say that I was going to be able to donate okay. a kidney to my dad. And tell us about the problem. Were, were you worried? What were you worried about most? The pain, the... Anesthetic. Um, I prepared, I suppose, as I was about surgery. Um, you know, it was how am I going to be after it? How am I going to be after it? But there was one day maybe that I was a little bit sickly. But apart from that, seeing how da- da- how well Dad was doing and knowing that the kidney was functioning and mm-hmm. um, all of that, I suppose, drove me on to to you know you know on on a good road to recovery. And and I haven't looked back. And how long were you in hospital for, Trish? I was in hospital for four days. Okay, and how were you when you came home? How were you? Look, it's like any, I suppose, major operation or major surgery. Uh, yeah. So you know, I was I was tired maybe for a week or two, and a little bit sore. Um, okay. But I mean, you know, in my mind, I was just kind of right. You're home now. Get yourself going. But I mean, I didn't push myself too much either. But then, when I was able to get out for a, maybe a fifteen or twenty minute walk, I mean, I'm mm. living here. We're living here in Rosslare Harbour. We're down near the beach. All of that, you know. So fresh air into the lungs, and I suppose a positive attitude well is what, what got me through it. Yeah, Tom. 
Yes, Joe. Do you want to ask Trisha any questions? Uh, not really, no. Okay. Uh, I, I can understand where uh, Trish is coming from, and uh, and my son is exactly the same mode of mind, that okay. he wants to help his dad in whatever way he can. Yeah, yeah. Well, have no fear. Uh, and and, and it's only just that I'm reluctant at this yeah. stage. And I have no problem with dialysis, to be quite honest with okay. you. Okay, okay. It's uh, it's uh, uh, I'm able to uh, I'm able to live with that, okay. providing that I could get dialysis when I come when I want to go to Ireland. Okay. Yes. And when you say you can live with dialysis, what do you what do you the the many hours does it take in your case to do dialysis? Well, it's four it's four, four hours, hours okay. per session. And you say uh, by the time, but but uh, I'm at the age now that. Uh, I've done all the work I need to do, and okay. I'm 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 more or less retired. Okay, and what you say, you can sit and can you read when you can read? Can you or watch oh, telly? Of course or? you can. It's fantastic. Brilliant. The, brilliant. the service is wonderful. Okay, and okay. you can read or you have a television. You can yeah, you have your yeah. own little television. You can watch TV. You can read. Okay. And uh, it's no big deal, in okay, other words. Well that's, well, that's a very encouraging way to, for, for people who might be worried. But um, how is your father, Trish? Dad is doing great. And I suppose, yeah. you know, for, from what Tom... Dad, Dad actually enjoyed going for his dialysis sessions as well. But, I mean, as he said to me there recently, it was 12 hours out of his life that he could have been out mowing the grass. He could have been out for yeah. a walk. He could have been meeting a friend for a coffee or a cup of tea. Um, but Monday, Wednesday and Friday, uh, between yeah. 8 and 12 were dad's slots. And, you know, he did, I suppose, it was a, it was a little bit of a social outlet for him because he got on okay. so well with the other clients yeah. and that. But he doesn't miss it. Um, now, hopefully, please God, in a couple of weeks, he'll get to go visit them. And that, you know, for, uh. for a little while. But, I mean... You know, when you stop and think of it, it is 12 hours out of your yeah. life every week. And, he, and that is the thing, Trish, yes. And, yeah. and Tom, this, this, isn't, this is not um, any pressure on you, but Trish as well, I'm, I'm thinking what your father is. Your father is freeing up a dialysis machine then for 12 hours a week. For someone, right. for someone else, because the HSE are telling us that it's, a, that it's a, people on dialysis in Ireland is at an, an all-time high. There's yeah. never been as many people on dialysis as there are as there are now. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, we, we were down in, with Dad in Waterford last week and we actually bumped into a gentleman from Wexford and he had been told that his kidney level was down to 0%. Oh, so that's, that's a major, major um, thing to be told, you know. Tom is at 8%. Yeah, well, Dad was actually on 8% a couple of weeks before his transplant. Okay. Trish, am I correct? Uh, your father, John, was with us in Wexford. He was, he was oh, indeed, well yeah. Oh, well done, well done. He was in Wellstone, yeah, and he has nothing small. but praise for you. Well done. It's great to hear, that's It's a small country, yeah. it's a small country. Isn't I, it? I'd hate to have to wallpaper it, but it's still a very small country. Um, yeah, I know Dad has nothing but um, okay. uh, 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 praise for, for the team there in Wellstone in drawing it. Absolutely fantastic. And Trisha, was there any... Um, 
you know what well, in the prep the preparation and I'm really encouraged Tom I hope you heard that as well that Trish was asked even before the anaesthetic that morning or whatever now you sure you want to do this are you absolutely sure you can pull out any time but is there any do they do they talk to you about the psych the psychological impact of it certainly yeah I have to go through uh, two sessions with a with a psychologist okay. um, yeah so what, I mean you what, have did, to what did they ask you well, breaking. I suppose they have to make sure, Joe, that your mind is in a fit state and know exactly what you're doing. And again, as I said at the start of the conversation, that I wasn't just doing it because it was my dad. You know, you're asked a question, are you doing this maybe to make up for something that happened in the past? All of these questions were okay. asked of me. What, what did um, I mean by that, do you think? I don't know, maybe if something happened when I was a child or something okay. like that or... You know, maybe that I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. They also have to find out that there's okay. been no pressure put on you from the other family members. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I mean, I got nothing but encouragement yeah. from people, not only my family, my friends as well, you know. Um, Tim Bracken, that's that's an incredible insight, Trish. Uh, Tim, Tim Bracken, Tim, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? You, you I know you're in Cork City, but you want to, you want to alert us to... The common travel area, which still exists, yeah. obviously, between Ireland and the UK. Tell us, Tom. Tim, well, I was, listen- I was just listening to the topic there, and the man from England, you know, who said he can't get health benefits here. Or, you know, he, he would have to pay for the, 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 the yeah. dialysis here. But I just have a thing in the back of my head that when we entered, we entered into a formal arrangement for common travel area, you know, okay, before so- Brexit. It was an informal arrangement between the UK and Ireland. Okay. Up to a few years ago, and there's a formal one now, and I think it preserves okay. the health benefits of British citizens who come to live in Ireland, and vice versa. It's not mentioned, I mean, it's not, but, but by the way, this is, we'll, we'll double-check it, and I, I think, yeah. given everything we've heard before about the CTA, that should fit, shouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but, but, in, but in the HSE statement, as of today, uh, they say to us all non-EU residents are liable for the cost of dialysis treatment. They didn't say don't say anything about the CTA, but I think from what you say, there, if there's if there's uh, free travel, so to speak, mm. between Ireland and Britain, well then everything else should follow. I think it does. That was there before. Okay, okay. I think mm-hmm. it does, and social welfare follows as well. Okay. So I mean, if that follows, I think the health benefit should follow. And I mean, I, I found an extract. Now, that was from the UK government. Okay. And that's right. I sent that into your researcher. You know, it, just, it was a paragraph on it which says that health benefits are health. You know, that I think you're entitled to the same health benefits as you would at home. So it's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that statement from HSE, that's fine. That's if maybe it's somebody from France or Germany or something like that. You know what I mean? Or, you know, or somebody outside mm-hmm. the EU. But I, we have a special arrangement within the, the whole thing okay. with the UK. I think that should be an area that should be checked. Okay, okay. Well, Rachel, um, I'm relying on you now to look up that, not look up, but to um, see is that an opening for us under the CTA? Or now, what you're what you're going to be looking for, I presume, is precedent. Um, hopefully, it's there, and hopefully, we can find out quickly if Tom will be uh, eligible under the common travel area. As I say, all he wants this year is two weeks. Isn't that right, Tom? That is correct, Joe. Two weeks. Okay. Okay. And I don't think there's really a problem from the the British point of view. The fact is that uh, getting the dialysis in Ireland is the problem. Because of demand, supply and demand. Because of demand, and yeah. Yeah, correct, yes. 
But then I presume, like, I presume Irish people here who are on dialysis will go, well, they should be able to go to France or Spain or Britain or the Lake District on holidays, so they would free up a machine here. Exactly. Okay, but then again, the demand mightn't be, might be uh, in terms of numbers, there mightn't be an equivalence. Okay, Tom, Tom, we keep in touch. Um, please do. Rachel, I hope you can keep in touch as well. No it's Rachel uh, Prendival. What's B. Braun, and are they related to the Braun Appliance Company? It's a, it's a different company, but they come from the same, uh, same the same part of Germany. Same, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, thanks, Rachel Prandevoll. Best of no luck, problem. Trish. Continued uh, good health to you. And you, do you ever joke about the fact that your dad is going around with your kidney inside him? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And um, you know what, Joe? Ever since Dad got this uh, new kidney, or. <laughs> His gift of life, as we keep saying, he's got very cheeky, and people are saying, "But Trish, that's because he has part <laughs> of you in him now." <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But can I just wish Tom the best of luck? Yeah, here, here, whether yeah. he chooses to remain on dialysis, or maybe one day, you know, he will yeah. get the, the the gift of life from his son, and uh, whatever he chooses to do, may I just wish him all the best. And you, Thank ha- you very much. You Trish. have a Thank you have you. a motto, Trish. Yes. Your motto was. Dad gave me my life, and now I've given life back to him. Correct, correct. Wow, wow. And Tim, thanks for alerting us to that. We're now on to that, the CTA, and to see, will that, but uh, as as I say, that the HSE, before they even get to non-EU residents, they say, it's important to stress uh, that because the number of people in the Alton Ireland all-time high, there's reduced capacity for offering Offering a holiday deal. So, okay, let's see. Let's see if we can get a solution to that. Tom Fleming, good to meet you, good and uh, to our all our callers. Joe at rt.ie. By the way, just to bring you up to, up to date, if you're hoping to get a seat for the St Patrick's Day parade, apart from climbing up on the Daniel O'Connell statue there at the O'Connor Bridge, which are which are folding electric picnic chair, you have two chances. Um, there, as I say, all the, the stands in Westmoreland Street, Parnell Square, Delir Street and St. Patrick Cathedral, they're all sold out before it was even announced today. I don't know who's in them. And there are now... There are now 47 seats left in the grandstand opposite the GPO. And if you're going with two of you, you're, you're two adults and two children... That will cost you €1,000 for the tickets. It will cost you €3.50 booking fee. And then when you go to pay, you'll be asked to make an extra donation as well. Good luck. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Sabrina Hill's contact is about uh, hyperemesis. Sabrina, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you keeping? Good, thanks. Well, more importantly, how are you keeping and why are you, insofar as you know, why are you suffering so much during this pregnancy? Tell us what you're going through, please. Well, bear with me now because today is actually a really, really bad day for me. Okay. Um, I have, since the beginning of this pregnancy, which, to be fair, is a miracle pregnancy because I'm 41, it's 21 years since my last pregnancy. I was never expecting to be in this miracle position. Okay. Um, and after a round of IVF, found myself pregnant. Okay. To our delight, myself and my great, partner. Great, delight. congratulations, yeah. And then at seven weeks, I started getting desperately 
desperately unwell. Now, I was quite sick on my son 21 years ago, but nothing was ever diagnosed. Um, But it's very obvious that I had hyperemesis back then. Um, But now Mm -hmm. this has taken much worse of a turn. Um, And by the time I was eight weeks, we were actually away on a, a weekend break for our birthdays and I found myself in the fetal position inside in bed. I couldn't move. Oh, God. I, vomiting and vomiting, couldn't stop, couldn't bear light, couldn't want anyone touching me or talk Mm -hmm. to me. I actually thought I was dying. I literally did think something was really, really wrong. So we rang the hospital, the CUMH, because that's my hospital in Cork. And... I was told to come in immediately. And when I went in, like, the care was absolutely fantastic. I was given medication to stop the nausea, the vomiting, um, and I was well looked after. And after that, I then went to see my consultant obstetrician who prescribed me the drug Caraban. Okay, Caraban. So with hyperemesis, it is a horrendous condition. Um, that's basically the only way I could even describe it is like having a constant gastrobug. Now, most okay. people only yeah. have that for like 24 hours, 48 hours max. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine carrying another and growing a human being inside you yeah. and trying to work and trying to kind of live life. And if you have younger kids, just trying to get on with life, it's impossible. It's impossible to do this. So when I was given this prescription... I was delighted that there was a solution. And I had a friend who had previously been on similar, the same medication. And I was thinking, this is it now. I'm going to get my life back. I'm going to be able to go to work. I'm self-employed. It's a huge stress if you're sick. And when I went to the chemist and stood at the desk inside there, it was the first time someone said to me, I apologize, but this is going to be very expensive. Okay. And I mean, when you when you hear that, the most you think you're going to be paying is, what, 50 euros? And even then, that's a crazy price for a prescription. But my prescription was nearly 200 euros, that first one. And I'll be honest with you, I got an awful shock. I wasn't in a position not to pay it because this was the solution for me mm-hmm. to stop feeling so horrendously ill. So I paid for it. I took it. Now, it's an absolutely amazing medication. And I absolutely could not go day to day without it. I'm on four tablets a day. I'm on the highest kind of dose Dose that you can have for it. And I, just to take you, I suppose, to go through my day, even with the medication, Mm. I have to wake up every single morning at 5.45. And I have to sit on the side of my bed and really assess what I'm going to do next. I mean, I I get a tablet into me Mm -hmm. and then I just sit there for a while and then I will move very, very slowly around the place. I mean, I don't have to leave my home until about quarter to eight, but like I spend the next while just kind of like moving around, trying to wash myself, dress myself. I will nine times out of ten vomit in that period of time and there has been times when I have vomited and the force is so bad that I will wet myself 
or mm. I have at times brought up blood. Yeah. And and then and like this is with the medication. So you could imagine the severity of not being on this medication. I mean, I, I can't remember a time. I think there's probably about two or three weeks out of my whole pregnancy so far. I'm actually seven months pregnant now. But there's only been about two or three weeks in that period of time where I've had a full week at work. I have spent countless times inside in CUMH where the staff are unbelievable. So this ha- this, this caravan works? Oh, it works. works. Okay, so what, what, is the, what is the money problem? So the issue with this is obviously it was very expensive prior yeah. to Christmas, prior to this year. Yeah. And then the government decided that they were going to put this on the drugs payment scheme since January. Okay. This January. So the drugs, what's the maximum now? It's 80 quid, is it? That's the 80 you, you will, a, a patient month. will not pay more than 80 each they calendar month for approved yeah. drugs or medicine. So you, you're not paying more than, I know 80 is a lot of money. Well, there's more to this. Okay. The thing is, they have made it so difficult to okay. actually get this medication. So now what seems to be the case, and there's some very, very mixed kind of um, information about this, mm-hmm. what now is the case is that you have to get a form filled out by your consulted, consultant obstetrician gynecologist. Ah, ah. Then this has to be uploaded, scanned and uploaded. Mm. And then it has to get sent off. I'm unsure. I'm presuming it's the HSE. Then you will find out if you're going to be reimbursed for this. Okay. Do, does you, do you have to visit a consultant to get this script? Absolutely. Well, obviously you do. They can't give it over the phone, did you? No, they can't. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I'm lucky. I'm private consult. I'm with a private consultant. Okay. If you're in public section for your maternity, you don't get to see a consultant okay. until you're in your second trimester. Okay. So the, what you're left with then is having to present yourself to accident and emergency and to go down that route and try and obtain your medication while you're inside in the hospital. And, and that is a huge problem. Like this medication should really be on, like your GP should be able to prescribe this for you. Yeah. Like to, there's such an issue with people having to go to accident and emergency and taking up hospital beds. And they would alleviate that that problem simply by making this drug more accessible to women. Not to mind the fact, really, to be honest with you, we're supposed to be getting free maternity care in Ireland. So I can't even understand if there is what they say 1% to 2% of the female pregnant population suffering from this at one time. And so, so, Sabrina, what, what, what do you see? The, the problem the, the HSE are now saying, uh, and they're going along with everything you said, but there's a little one little diversion here. They say since January 23, uh, mm-hmm. this month, uh, patients with a medical card can get a prescription medicine free of charge if it is initially prescribed by their consultant obstetrician, while under the, that's the person with a medical card, while under the drugs payment scheme, a patient will not pay more than 80 quid, 80 euro each calendar month. So is it your understanding that you have to get one prescription or you have to go back and pay a consultant every time you need it, or find a consultant every time you, you, you need caravan? When you go and fill out your form to get your prescription, it, this form lasts for three months. Okay. So once you're three months of, 
of getting your prescription of carbon is up, you then have to go back again. Okay. And you have to get the form filled out again. But the HSE, the HSE have been on to us. Now, maybe they're, maybe these are, this thing is evolving because it only, it's only announced a few weeks ago. The HSE will now accept a GP prescription subsequent to the initial consultant prescription. But you'll be charged full. But you'd be, but you'd be, you'd be liable if you're not on a medical card, which most people aren't, um, especially in your age group um, mm-hmm. and and the, the maternity age group, so to speak. Um, under the drugs payment scheme, they say you will pay no more than eighty quid each calendar month. You're going to be visiting your obstetrician or your hospital appointments once a month, once every kind of like month and a half, anyway. So you're, you'll have to get okay. it through that route. I mean, like I, putting it simply, yeah, I have yeah. seen with my doctor once this month so I'm in the new year okay. already and when I went in and the day I was in I was very sick and I asked about the form and they didn't know anything about it now I rang my obstetrician's office today they're amazing I love them Brilliant. they're okay. amazing however I was told that they were unaware of it they do not have the form okay. they don't know where to get the form Okay. and one person presented themselves last week and they had the form with them. And once they had it filled in, they took it away themselves. So uh, as far as I have been told, it's my obstetrician that signs it, uploads it to their system, mm. puts it through that way. So there's very, very mixed information about the whole thing. Um, and I had to pay for my medication. I've had to pay for my medication this month. Okay, so there seems to be a bit of a breakdown in communication, or at the least. Because as part of, this is, I'm going back to the budget statement, uh, obviously last October, but as part of budget 2023, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, announced 32.2 million in funding for women's health initiatives. You know that included the menopause clinics, which are very welcome, to include dedicated funding for carbon for women. So they actually mentioned carbon for women who have extreme sickness. So let's hope in the next few days this will be sorted out because pregnancy... Uh, it comes and goes fairly quickly. Obviously, you can't. You're, you're not looking for caravan next year. You're looking for it today. You're looking yeah, for it now. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm looking for as well, Joe. I'm looking to stay out of hospital. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking to, to stay out of hospital, to not be malnourished, to not lose any more weight, to yeah. not be dehydrated. And um, I, I just don't want to go down the street. I mean, this is a complete piece of joy. I'm supposed to be yeah. enjoying this part of my can life. Can you even, so Sabrina, can you even go out of the house? Can you, do you feel... Not today. Com- com- okay. I have, no, and I haven't made any plans. I've had so many friends ask me to meet up with them yeah, and I've yeah, had to say yeah. no. I mean, I'm very isolated. When I feel unwell, I'm very, very isolated. Like, you can only imagine what this does to your mental mm. health. I mean, I'm a very strong person. I have a great support system, but... I must, like, when I had my first pregnancy years ago, I had desperate mental health issues afterwards. And I do contribute that towards being mm. very sick at the time and kind of isolating myself. And I was very young. But now I ha- I'm able to communicate. I'm able to get okay. the support. Imagine what women are like who are out of work, at home, are told that just they just have bad morning sickness. And they're literally in a desperate state health-wise. And feeling guilty—that's desperate on mental health. And is—is is every day different, or oh. is every day unpredictable? It's so unpredictable. Yeah. There's definitely no triggers. 
I could not tell you what way I will be in four hours' time. I've literally stood behind a client inside the salon. I'm a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And I have been smiling, chatting, and I've had to run. Just run to the toilet. I've been in the car. I've literally was driving to work one morning. I stick bags with me all the time. And I just started projectile vomiting and a gentleman passing my car window. I stopped traffic, just knocked on the window asking, was I okay? I could not tell you if I'll be good tomorrow or, or what will be. Like last night, I've been awake a lot last night. Okay. And it can happen in the middle of the night. It can happen in the morning. So there's no the way, even if you were taking, I know obviously it's prescribed in a certain way, but even if you take Caravan constantly, it doesn't guarantee that you won't. No. Okay. You have a constant nausea anyway, yeah, okay. but it does absolutely store a huge amount of the vomiting. And okay. the hospital visits. I'd be in hospital all the time. Okay, so so it is a miracle in that sense. One hundred percent. Okay, you're on your seventh month, and still, it's still, please God, another eight, ten weeks to go. So twelve. I'm counting. 12. Oh, twelve. Okay, sorry. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. Okay, About okay, twelve. I'm counting yeah. down. Yeah, I am. I'm just that counting eight and nine. Um, so it is twelve weeks you've you've, you've left. Yeah. I mean that is that is a long time. Okay, well let's I see. Mean, let's see. Well, well, you see the, this this statement from the HSE. If if uh, GPs and consultants had this statement from the from the um, the HSE, I think it would clarify a lot. Now you say there's a specific form which they seem to, to mm-hmm. seem difficult to get hands on, but this statement does say that you know uh, initially, uh, if you can get if consultant uh, ob- obstetrician uh, prescribes it initially. Um, it's it's only it's just your GP that can continue that, and under the drugs payment scheme, it's uh, you pay no more than eighty a month. But anyway, um, that's that's where that's where we are. Okay, Sabrina, be, above all, best wishes. I I'm Thank just you. wondering, did like back in the day, I'm thinking of my own mother whose anniversary it is now in a few weeks. I vividly she had all of us bar the eldest at home, um. It, and I vividly remember her. Uh, now, I know there's a difference between morning sickness, of course there is, and uh, hyperemesis, but I vividly remember her being violently ill. You'd be downstairs getting your ready for school and listening to Mabel upstairs being violently ill, and I just wonder back in the days when... Yeah, uh, was, there's not enough information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Best of luck, Sabrina. It'll be such an Thank exciting you. time, please, God. Thanks no, really so much, good. Yeah. Thanks okay. for your time okay. as well. Appreciate Not that. at all. That's Sabrina Hill. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. The clarity is there uh, from the HSE that it's, it has been sorted out, but just it seems there is the information hasn't gone out or got to every consultant and every GP who's involved in this. Joe at rt.ie, 5551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. Back to uh, Tom's dialysis dilemma. Uh, Brendan Houghton. Brendan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Great programme. Uh, th- thank you so much, made by people like yourself, Brendan. Tell us your, your experience. You'll be, you begin by saying, I'll be 80 this year and I'm on dialysis uh, since I was 78. Well yes, done. That's well right. Done. Yep, yep. And uh, what's, what's, the ex- well. what's the ex- oh, great. Travel. Can you travel? Yes, you can indeed. And the um, using your E one eleven card, the health card, you can go anywhere that's covered by that in the EU or Europe, countries outside 
the EU and Europe that honour that card. Us, nothing. And what you do is contact a lady called Deborah in the Irish Kidney Association. Okay. And she tells you all the forms that are needed and uh, arranges it. You have to select uh, one or two suitable places near where you're going. Tell her where you're going. Tell her which clinics are close by. Okay. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, email her those details. Copies of your E111, your passport, and then she contacts the hospital and they send the dialysis uh, record out to the hospital that you're getting the treatment in. And it's just like doing it here in Ireland. No different. Fantastic um, place. We were going to Kirkburg and there were three dialysis units within sort okay. of a, a couple of hours of travel. And that's, that's within the EU, obviously. Yes, or other countries like uh, Switzerland that do honour the E111. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Switzerland is in yeah. the EU. Okay, okay. And yeah. was there a lot of toing and froing, Brandon? Did you have to did, no. you, did you have to book in every single session and know that you were going to be... Well, in other words, yeah. how much detail do you need to go into before you land in the hospital, uh, so to speak? The, the hospital and Deborah took care of all of that. Uh, and all I needed was to produce my E111 copy of my passport and okay. send them off. And she got the copy of my hospital record from Tala Dialysis Unit and sent that on ahead of me. So they had everything there, and I just walked into the clinic, uh, had a cup of tea before it, and um, in my three and a half hours there, it was great. Uh, just the same as walking into Tala. No okay. problem whatsoever. But what about the language? You speak German, don't you, in Austria? Mm. Oh, the official he, he spoke English, very good English. Brilliant, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, indeed. In fact, a lot of the staff in Tala Hospital are uh, non-nationals as well. Okay, great. And, uh, so you get used to the uh, non-national uh, English-speaking people. But it's great. I mean, I, I couldn't walk up the stairs. I was climbing up the stairs and all four okay. uh, before I had my dialysis. And um, now, and, uh, yeah. and is a kidney transplant an option for you, Brandon? I haven't looked at it because okay. of my age and a number of other things that I have as well. It's, uh, okay, uh, it's not the only the only little problem that I have. Okay. But uh, I, I'm doing very well with but it, really. And but your kidney and, and your kidney issues emerged when you were 78. Uh, yes, but they they've been treating me for about 15 years before that. Ah, okay. The kidney function was fading. And I was on the diet, and unfortunately, I do most of the cooking at home, so I was able to keep to the diet and the, okay. and the life. Okay. That way, so. okay. <laughs> and do you find how many times a week do you go for dialysis now? I, I go twice a week for twice three and a half hours. I was going three hours, three times, and uh, I got a little bit of kidney function back. Oh, well done. Uh, so now three and a half hours twice a week. Now I know someone who was doing this a couple of years ago but they said to me the hardest part of the dialysis in Dublin was the traffic getting from his home to the hospital. The <coughs> traffic was a nightmare. <laughs> you said it was it was very nice when they were there, very relaxing, looked after you really well but just mm -hmm. the, the dread of the traffic six times a week was a nightmare but yeah. anyway. Well the HSE picked up the bill for the taxi, they sent a taxi okay. for me at uh, half past six each morning, and they okay. deliver me back home as well. And a taxi can you... don't want you driving when you're getting that 
Yeah, that's a great idea. And the the taxi can use the bus lanes. Yeah, that's fantastic. And we do taxi sharing as well. So we'll be three of us in a taxi uh, going up there. It's all very, very well organized. What was your holiday like? Oh, the holiday was great, really. I I had a problem with it outside of that. Uh, I was on crutches at first. I told you to be careful skiing, Brandon. (laughs) What did I say to you? Well, I don't ski. I I (laughs) used to water skiing. But Jennifer and Nicholas uh, do snow skiing. And while I think of it, the last day that I was on about one of the high-tech medicines, I'm also on a high-tech medicine called, uh, what is it, RS something, RNS. And uh, that comes on my monthly um, card. So I don't have to pay extra for it. It's about 300 euros, I think, per injection. Okay, well, the, dr- the drugs refund scheme is incredible. It really is. That is, yes. yeah. It's yeah. a reminder yeah. that, and the, the extension of the medical card over the last, what, 15 years yeah. to older people and uh, and the free GP care uh, brought in by yeah. the Labour yeah. uh, section of government, what, 10 years yeah. ago at this stage for under That's sixes. Right. That's all. They've, they've been brilliant, yeah. brilliant advances and they yeah. are great things yeah. about the country. Okay, Brenda, I'm going to meet them all. Good. Con- continue good health. No, just, right. just stay off that skateboard for a few days, will you, Brenda, <laughs> when you have the crutches? Good to meet them all. Slan, slan. Mary, Mary Carpenter. Mary, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good. What's what's your situation, Mary? This my is situation was my husband was falling, and I rang a certain private hospital, and they told me that no one's to assess him. I am disgusted. Explain that to me but, again, Mary, because your phone line went on me a bit. Your 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 husband is at home. He, yes, and he every time he lifted something, he dropped it, okay. and the last time. He uh, dropped tea on himself. Oh, God. I had been to the consultant. Okay. He sent me back to uh, uh, respiratory pillow because his oxygen levels is uh, low. I have to go back to the certain hospital. I'm not named hospital the hospital now. okay, yeah. And uh, to two consultants, you can't see a neurologist. You have to wait up to a year or two, and you're okay. paying very top high insurance. You're on the VHI, okay. Yeah, on Irish life. It's disgraceful that we pay so much, and you cannot get a bed when nurses want to assess you to see what's wrong with you. And why can you not get a bed for your husband, Mary? No, because the public is taking up the private bed. And I, I was in hospital there, and my knee done four months ago. And I paid 1500 only two nights. If you go in public, you kept three or four days. And there, are, are these private hospitals saying we've no bed because we're helping out the public sector? Yes. And not telling me that. No. Uh, two of them are not saying where. One was, uh, both of them had no beds for patients. They were taken up. Consultants pro- yeah. were at loggerheads over so public disgrace has gone on, and we're just thrown out of the public sector now because generally, if you're seeing a private okay. consultant, but he won't allow you to see anyone. But Mary, you're saying the fact that you have private health care matters little, if nothing. Yes, according to the uh, to the situation now, I am totally disgusted, Joe. 
And they're saying the reason we haven't got a bed for you, even though you're qualified under the VHI and you, and you just say yourself, I, you made sacrifices over the years to pay for the VHI oh, yeah. and you were able to do it. But you were saying the hospital saying, no, even though we are a private hospital, a lot of our beds now are taken up by public patients under the yes, arrangement. Yes, the, the government the, agrees, Stephen Donnelly agreed. Now, would he like to be waiting? I have to travel to a certain hospital in Lucan uh, on Thursday morning to see two consultants. Okay. I don't know what the outcome is. I don't want to name the consultants no, of the hospital. Yeah. And it's totally disgraceful. One is two, 250, a neurosurgeon, uh, a neurologist is 300. Mm. If the public wow. had to pay that, you and I don't have to pay the big money to be seen to. Even a, I, but your VHI doesn't conserve, doesn't cover most consultants' fees. Sure, it doesn't. It would cover no, an operation I'm, I'm, or hospital. I'm Irish life. I'm Irish yeah, life. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just a generic yeah. phrase I use. Um, so, 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 so uh, pardon. You, you're you're angry. I am very angry over it now, and I'm not one to be angry about Anton, but I am now. The way people are treated in it's their day. And no. Mary, and I don't, I'm not advocating this, but it sounds like if your husband collapses again and falls, as you say, hot tea pouring over himself because of his condition, would you call an ambulance and put him in to get him through A and E? I will call. Yeah, but he'll lie on a colleague in a public Yeah, I know. Are you worried about that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he can't lie because uh, he had a surgery done on his back. And that's one of the main reasons. He can't lie down. Rain. Oh, God, we don't, yeah. Yes. We don't want him on a trolley, so. No, we don't. And it's totally disgraceful now. And yeah. I'm one of those people that's never angry, but I am furious now. Yeah. Um, have you anyone that can, that, that can, well, you can, you're, no, you're a good advocate yourself. He has no one left on himself. And yourself? I have a daughter who works part-time. Okay. Yeah, she's here living with me, but like that, Joe, she, uh, she do a bit for you, but when that comes to the, the ah, portion, yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 every, every, yeah, everyone has their own uh, uh, boredness to carry. Okay, Mary, and is there a, a TD or maybe someone... I don't, but anyway, and if you rang Irish Life, are they, are they have any help to you? Oh, I didn't ring them, but I might decide to ring them now because my renewal is coming up on the yeah. 28th and I wouldn't like to see what's going to be paid, stopped out of his wages. Okay. Out of his pension. Out of his pension. You have to keep paying for the... Yes. For the policy, yeah. And how long have you been in uh, private health oh, insurance? Oh, Jesus. Nearly 40 years. Ah, God. Yeah. yeah. And as you say yourself, you made sacrifices. Oh, I did, and hard sacrifices. Yeah, I know. I understand. People people to worry about health care. Okay, Mary, how, how is your husband today? Uh, he's not great. He went out this morning to get blood. I had to pay a taxi over and back for him. Ah. And where is he now? Is he in the house now? He's, he's at home in the house, sitting down. He can't so, do nothing. He's not able. Just like that, he got sick. He had fluid in his lung and the got it off. They sent him home. Yeah. And they changed his medication. It's like 
uh, the chemist shop here. With all the medication you have? Yes. Oh, that's what's keeping them alive. Yeah, I I know. If he hadn't that, and, uh, someone could roll it out. And as he, he but when he he has he has some quality of life, I hope, Mary has he in terms of. Well, he hasn't for the last month. Oh ah, God, he's not able to walk too far. Okay. Yes, and oh. I'm not telling lies now. Oh, and it's the two of you together. Yes, I'm thirty-seven years married. How many years in married, se- Mary? Thirty-seven. Congratulations. In September, oh, if he nice. lives to that. He will, he will, he will. And where did you meet? Would you like to know? In where? In Sally Noggin. In Sally Yes. The Noggin Inn with Dustin. Yes. The Noggin Inn. Okay, 37 years. You're 37 years married. So I presume you met, what, 40 years ago, if not more? Oh, yes, some more. Oh, okay. Well, you have each other. I hope. I hope quality of life can improve, Mary. Um, if you do ring Irish Life or indeed Irish Life ring us, maybe they give us a direct line. You can ring, and they might be able to advocate and help and help on your behalf. Because um, you're you're a good advocate, Mary. You're you're. Oh yes, you're, you're I'm well a great woman to talk. Well done, well done, well done. Yes. And. Uh, I know I heard someone on the radio saying, you know, just ring your health provider. Has anyone ever tried to ring your health and you're sitting there for three hours and you listen to 57 different um, musical variations of, of green sleeves? Um, but Mary, if, if you don't get anywhere in the next few days, will you come back on to us and we'll get on oh, to yes, Irish I will. Life? Yeah. I'll let, okay. Yes, I'll let you know. Okay, and kind, kind regards to your husband. Yes. Okay, and... Uh, and thanks very much. And hope, hope well, I know, come... Um, Come September, you'll be celebrating your 37th wedding anniversary, which would be great. Yeah. It'll be great. God bless you, Mary. You're lucky to Bye have e- you're, you're lucky to have each other. You right. really are. Mind yourself. God Bye bless you. you. Bye-bye. 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 Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Shane Galvin was a BCO, Mark McGraw's and Sam Brandon producer. And best of luck to a uh, great, great, great part of this programme, Katie Hannan's first programme, well-deserved, on her own tonight, so to speak, with a great team. Uh, and it's called uh, Upfront with Katie Hannan. It's on at 10.35. It's live, so don't miss it. That's tonight, 10.35, RT1 Television. Radar CMX. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.